All right, Ward Podcast episode 49, go. <laughs> go! Ha <laughs> 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 Woo! I'm super curious how it's gonna sound. <laughs> Me too. Because that waveform is real small. Uh, hi guys, how's it going? Hey, Go, going going well. Will, I haven't seen you in so long. So long. It's been at least 24 hours. Yeah, maybe. No, it's actually <laughs> well, it, been almost less. 24 almost. hours. Uh, Andy, Andy Bowers, how you doing? Hi, hey, I've I've got this. Um, I'm not what material is this mesh in my face? Yeah, in my yeah, grill. yeah. Got your pop pop screen. Yeah. Got the box right here. Smells good. Dragon Pad. Dragon Pad. Dragon Pad. This podcast brought to you by Dragon Pad Pop Filters. Pop screen for broadcasting and recording. Sweet. Um, how you guys doing? Excellent. I'm good. I have to readjust myself to the to the snowball because it's been a while since I used it. Uh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Andy, it's the first time we've had you on. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me. It's nope. um, truly a pleasure to be here. No problem. You do me a favor and close the door, actually. So we'll keep the kitty cat from coming in and probably help with the, the sound. Thank you. Um, we'll, we're doing it live. Doing it live. <laughs> doing it right. Doing, do, it live. doing it right. So, Andy, you're also part of RVA Game Jams. Man, yeah. I've been... I remember responding to an ad on Craigslist or somebody responded to an ad I put out on Craigslist <laughs> looking, looking for, for help with, with games, you know, person want, I want to make this game. Like, can you help me? And I got a re- email back from a fellow named uh, Will Blanton um, just saying that, you know, he was too busy working on his own thing, uh, things right now, but that he was starting up this community, you know, RVA game jams and to come check it out. And then just serendipitously, you know, a few weeks later, there they had their first event down at um, at Citizen Restaurant uh, downtown, and um, I went down. And I didn't kind of like I always do. Actually, I didn't really participate in the jam. <laughs> I kind of just worked on my own thing. But it was right. just so wonderful to, to to meet a community of uh, game developers because I think by nature um, we tend to be a little bit uh, introverted or reclusive, right. and that kind of as a requirement. But that's that's not really true. I mean, but anyways, yeah. So. Since the beginning, yeah, man, I've been been a big fan. This cool. Will be, is this our fourth year? Shit, it's crazy. Time keeps on ticking. <laughs> <laughs> Update DT. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Is it is it four years? Yeah, I, don't I, think I so. imagine so because it was probably I, I've been in Richmond for five years, so it was about a year in. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Amazing, right? It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> been a while for me too i mean i guess i started about a year year and a half back but that's cool um and so it was citizen was a restaurant citizen mm-hmm. restaurant yeah down, down the old location where you had to go down the stairwell um lauren was working there yeah um and greg the owner there who's just like an amazing amazing dude um i guess agreed to yeah it. he was all about it yeah because uh they weren't doing anything on weekends not open. Really? Yeah, they're like a lunch spot downtown. It's interesting for a restaurant. I mean, I guess that makes sense. And like the downtown, like the financial district. Yeah. I, I love their new location, but I am, I kind of miss the nostalgia of like how 
tucked away in like a little secret it was it was kind of like if you didn't know about citizen and i wish i wish lauren was here so we could shine on her a little bit more regarding this but like her her signs yeah that she would drew these chalk colored drawings were just best on the east coast yeah i mean i mean seriously (laughs) voted best yeah I I don't live with many r- regrets and you know, but I I should have taken a photo of those every single day. In the in the future, when we have robots following us around and can like Constantly capture everything, yeah, taking like, photos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can have your personal like drone. It's gonna be like your mag and fantasy stars just gonna fly oh, yeah. behind yeah, you yeah, and yeah. take pictures of everything. <laughs> yeah, Constantly absolutely. recording it. Yeah, absolutely. And when you move into certain public spaces, it can enter the uh, maintenance area, and because everyone doesn't even need a personal drone once you get to. Uh, certain types of spaces. Oh yeah, I digress. Yeah, well, I think she has pictures of this. <laughs> oh good, oh good. I'm glad oh, you ruined the story. <laughs> well, they, they're fantastic. God damn it! The, what no was more, the story no again? regrets. Yeah, the story of your one regret. In life. <laughs> oh yes, yes. No, no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> no regrets on this podcast. Cool. Um. So, Andy, you're mostly uh an iOS developer. Yeah. Is yeah. that correct? And that that's true. I mean. But like, so my history with games, I mean, I grew up on, on DOS and the, right. you know, um, flappies. I, I literally learned to read playing King's Quest. Wow. Where you're, you know, it's a text-based graphical adventure game where you're typing up, climb tree, look in box, push witch in right. oven, you know, and <laughs> that, that's taught me both like vocabulary um, and logic at a very early age, which mm-hmm. I think that... um definitely had a uh, influence on on me um growing up so uh, the reason i'm like an ios developer well besides just you know i'm not an apple fanboy i i'm a fan of good design and right. well-made products but my my association with ios is because when the app store broke I started seeing all these independent developers all of a sudden being able to self-publish. Right. And that wasn't a thing that existed before. Um, I, I was so stressed about um, the prospect of, and this would have been 2005 or 2006, of face of the daunting decision of hating the career I was in and knowing to, thinking that in order to go on, I would have to um, spend a couple hundred thousand dollars to go to a fancy place like Full Sail or one of these like game yeah. design like career things. Um, then the App Store broke, and I started to believe and see that all the information to learn and to make these games and experiences was available and free online. Well, free with an Apple developer license and stuff. <laughs> right. um, but but to me, that's where that's where kind of things were happening. So that's how I learned, and um, I've kind of just stuck in that sort of uh, universe mm-hmm. since then. Um, but it's not because I'm like partial or like only Apple kind of person. I just love technology. And yeah, those are the tools I work with. Do you uh, still use Objective-C or have you made the switch over oh, to Swift? Swift? I mean, so at, at first it was like, I have to learn another programming language. Like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. but, but, you know, that was also a, before I was a really a professional programmer and like, you know, learning this stuff part time, it was a daunting task to just all of a sudden learn a new language. Um, but then, you know, now that I'm, I am programming professionally, being able to use Swift day to day. I mean, it's just, Oh my gosh. It's like, they, you'd be crazy to want to go back to objective C like right. ever. It is. It's so modern clean expressive i mean apple they went around and looked at all of the i think 
modern programming languages and took a set of features um, and put them all together in a really elegant, nice uh, package and it's now open source. Um, they're, they're really engaging with the entire community and world on, on how to build it and what, where it should go and the direction it, it should take. So I think it's just really exciting just to be involved in and using the language, uh, period, um, because it is a pleasure to write with. What's the uh, syntax similar to? Because I've never messed with Swift. Honestly, it, it reminds me of hacks. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I I would say it looks like a hybrid of JavaScript and hacks. And yeah, but it it looks like pseudocode if written properly. Really? Which which <laughs> I love. I mean, I so call lot, it properly. That's keyword. that's my style. Is I opt for an explicitly readable style um, because it's nice to be able to understand things. Right. Even though you could write really. Uh, you know, complicated, complicated, quote unquote, um, elegant code. It's, I think you need to maintain a certain sense of readability and uh, Swift really allows for that, which is really exciting. Yeah. I think. My, um, my senior project at VCU for computer science was uh, we made this, used a bunch of these libraries to take um, programming code. It was, it was, I think, C sharp, C++ and Java, and it would convert it into uh, natural language. So it would read code and say what it did, but the the big like thing that it hinged on is it hinged on you giving well, you know, well descriptive uh, variable names. So like if your method names or your variable names didn't were just like get x and then it was just x y and z, then it you know our our program was useless because it was reading all that and using that as the, as the data. All right, like I mean. I'm really, I, I, I have a math background, you know, um, I'm, I, I can't call myself a functional programmer because a lot of those concepts are still like a little bit beyond me, but I do cringe when I see code that has like X and Y or item one, item two, item three as, as variable names and stuff. Cause that just, just reeks of poor code. Yeah. Well, I did functional programming my last semester at VCU and it's a really weird thing to like wrap your brain around, like. It's 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 an interesting, way different beast. Do you have any familiarity with that? No, well, not at all. Basically, you're treating methods like variables, so you can oh, basically yeah, yeah. take a take a method and socket it into another method and have it saving data and doing these weird things. So you can do like these lambda functions that basically you can create a function that just says add five to, or you can have a function that says add, and then you can have a function that says that. And all add does is adds two numbers together. Yeah. And then you have another function that says add five, where it permanently makes one of the numbers that you're adding five. But it's inheriting all the logic of the original function. Uh -huh. So, it's, you know, people who like know that stuff down pat, like swear it's the best way to program. Right. But it's still like a crazy, weird it's way a, to wrap It's your a head different around. way of thinking. Yeah. You know, and so. So, yeah. Um, I, I just know game jam code. <laughs> you just open up a text editor and say game jam yeah <laughs> which i mind you is is like amazing if you've never gone and read some of Get will's github repos it's, <laughs> it's oh is it good oh, i can't it's, imagine it's good, it's good I stuff I, I, it's just what, what a genius the ai code as on someone, the, the pillow fighting <laughs> yeah, game that's the, that's that's definitely a highlight but as someone who's had to work off of my own game jam code <laughs> for on a on a complete game uh i don't recommend it 
Right. Just because, like, you just don't remember anything. And, like, well, is it, like, all, not commented or all the comments silly? Like, like, the best thing about game jams is just being able to be, like, all right. So, like, I know that I could, like, make this function in a really efficient way and, like, optimize it and do all this, like, intelligent stuff with it and have everything named in a way that's, like, really, you know, understandable. Or I can just, like, do it in five seconds and then, like, move on. And so, like, it's really nice in the sense that you just, like for once can just be like fucking i'm moving on yeah and like i don't care if it kind of works right but then when you come back to it to like fix it later you're like oh god it's like it's like at the bottom of this long stack of functions that like <laughs> depend on it and like i can't really change it but can i change it to make it like at least readable and then you're like no just let's keep building crap on top of it and yeah so like i to swing this back in the like to talk about Swift again, for example, one of the things I love, and there's, there's a pattern, kind of a design, um, a style that I like to follow um, that uses ex- extensions. So you'll define a class, you know, or a struct, whatever it's going to be as as this thing, um, but but then you can make a public or private extension to that class that it, be, it extends the interface. Right. And then, all you know, you really keep all your private methods private and you can kind of put things in little uh, modular pockets and it kind of almost lends itself to a uh, component-based architecture mm-hmm. even with like object inheritance which i think is really neat so you have like your base object and then if you start thinking about your uh, class extensions sort of as components so things start to get really interesting and it really works well with like uh, protocols and things things like that yeah so, for Unity, it's really hard kind of working that backwards, you know, being classically trained to like, all right, you hear your classes here, interfaces, things like that. And then like Unity being component based, and it's like, okay, where do I implement this class? Right. Do I have to attach it to something in order for it to function? It's like, no, this script's just floating here freeform, like not attached to any yeah. game object. It's like, but it's never explained. It's just like. It's like Unity Genie, find me this yeah, component. Yeah. And then, and then, <laughs> and then it works. So. Um. So you said you grew up on DOS. Yeah, DOS man. Yeah. Oh gosh, dude. Like pre Windows and stuff. Like I mean, oh, like OS two and like there were some really early GUIs that weren't quite Windows before, like Windows three one. I think huh. was probably the one that got really popular. But man, I mean, gosh, th- those were the days, dude. I mean, I remember learning a lot about computers just trying to get this the Wing Commander. Joystick. If you look at the back of a Wing Commander box, oh, don't get me. They, they, they oh. had their, it shows a hand holding a controller, implying that there must be some hardware configuration that allows you to, to like move and like feel like you're moving a joystick around with your own joystick. Um, I never had like a, a IBM Tandy, whatever the heck it was, powerful enough to do it. But I sure right. learned a lot about like hacking RAM and like overriding all this stuff like just low level DOS stuff that was just really fun man yeah I never got a chance to learn because I mean I I grew up it was like Windows 98 and mm-hmm. stuff like that so like there's there was that gooey layer that kind of simplified sweet solitaire everything solitaire <laughs> pinball ski free <laughs> oh man is the game to be or Rome's <laughs> Revenge we always bring it back to Rome's Revenge on this podcast but the um yeah like my my mom grew up in the 80s and they had like candies or in the school but like because it was all command line stuff like she immediately turned off by it um so when it came me to like to me to learn stuff it took me a long time to understand how hardware 
and software work. Like I didn't really learn programming until I started college. Like I tried to mess around with uh, my computer, but we had, you know, the off the shelf desktops for the longest time. And I tried to install like Tonka truck, monster trucks, and it would never, and and it would be like three frames a second. And I'm like, why is this so crappy? Is like, I don't understand because you don't understand the concept of, Mm, you know, like hardware requirements and things like that, especially when you're like eight. Um, And I never had consoles growing up. So oh. I had all handhelds. What was your first console? My first console was NES when I was like five. You had a console. But then they got rid of it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't know where it went. Moral objection or no, what? No, it was just like, oh, this neighbor. My, <laughs> like my, <laughs> so my dad to this day does not know how to turn on a computer. Like mm. he, he's 62, 63. He's, you know, he's up there. Now, is that his problem or a design problem? It might be a design problem. Uh-huh. He has an iPhone and um, <laughs> he's fine with iPhones, but he's kind of like, you know, stubborn old man doesn't want to learn new stuff. Like, no, like Dylan, I need you to type up this document for me. It was like, dad, just turn on the PC, go to the word, the text processor and type it up. I don't understand. Um, or like a thing way back in the day is that he would want to like buy something online. He's like, Oh, I heard this Kangol. I like Kangol hats. It's like, I heard they have a website. Can you like navigate the website for me? I'm like, dad, is it's your his- dad Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> He's almost as dark as him to be honest, but, uh, but he's, it, but it was things like that, but he has an iPhone now, but he, I think he saw like things like the NES or like game consoles as toys. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, people grow out of toys. Right. I'm going to give this toy to the neighborhood kid. I understand. Uh, and even back then I didn't have an objection to it because I only entropy. Yeah. But I didn't even remember. Right. Like it was just there one day and then it wasn't and whatever. Right. And then the, that NES classic one's going to come out this year and I'm going to buy it. So, <laughs> Oh no, that's crazy. I mean, I, I was, I was literally disciplined by them locking away the NES controllers. Oh really? Like that, that was a better punishment. I mean, you can that's ground smart. me. Because I know people I mean, that whose yeah. parents just like locked away the whole console. Yeah. Come but, on. That's <laughs> genius. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't want to lug this whole thing around. Just take the part that you yeah, needs to interface with that's, it. That's right. And then you learn to hack together a <laughs> NES yeah. controller. I wish. I wish. Oh my gosh. Uh, no, no. But I mean, I, I, I was fortunate, you know, growing up and the, you know, my dad's always kind of like been into, you know, he's, he's not a technophile or anything like that, but like, he's just like into the consumer electronics and like, he's a brilliant photographer and a film editor. Um, but I remember when he must have been like, gosh, 83, 84, something like that. Then he brought home the first personal computer and I was barely have memories of it. But I, rem- I, I remember, gosh, he opened up what was just a simple word processor. It wasn't Emacs or anything like that, but it was something, something very simple. It was just a word processor and that cursor blinking. I remember seeing the cursor blinking on the screen. And then the fact that I could hit these arrows and make the, the cursor move right, and then make the cursor move left, that it just blew my mind. And I've been like in love ever since. And so I, I think now we take for granted how far we've we've come with, with computers and interfaces. I think we live uh, from an interesting time where we're, we're seeing these things like become a reality and oh my God, we're, we're just getting started. Yeah. But giddy up. For me, it was a lot of MS Paint, like saying <laughs> so. Like yeah. I used MS Paint a shit ton and wasted a lot of ink <laughs> just printing out. Look, I drew this picture of a dinosaur, <laughs> and it's like full color. <laughs> it's like also we're out of toner, <laughs> so can we go get some more? Uh, but yeah, I did a lot of a lot of that. Um, also, because my first computer was a uh, Hewlett Packard, no, not Hewlett Packard, a Packard Bell. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the pa- Packard Bells back in the day uh, came with uh, this like encyclopedia program and then also like Spider-Man, the animated series, like Animation Studio. So mm. I would play with that a whole bunch. Um, and, you know, it ran fun because it was packed into the to the computer. But I just played that with hours and hours. And it was like basically kid picks, but with like a Spider-Man skin on it. Because like you'd plop down stamps and be Spider-Man or you'd have a Spider-Man you could hold and drag him and he would walk across the screen and you could like record little animations. Um, and it was a very limited tool set, but like they had like a demo reel that ran at the beginning of it. And the things that people could do with the demo reel were really awesome. I'm like, oh, this is, I would just tool with that for hours. Sweet. What about you, Will? Any early for, PC the, rem- the memories? The analog for that would be Mario Paint for me, but on PC, it's always been about music. Uh, so I remember our, our, our first computer was an IBM Aptiva with Windows 3.1 and there was like some kind of MIDI program that would just, it was just like basically like score editing. Like it would just show you, you know, the, uh, you just input notes, you know, and you'd have to like go and switch between like quarter notes and half notes. And then you could apply different MIDI patches and listen to it. And it was janky MIDI stuff. So I was like way into MIDI when I was a kid. I think you're still in the MIDI. (laughs) Yeah. I'm still, I'm still pretty hot on MIDI, but, uh, I used to be like obsessed with it just like all the time, like making like dumb drum beats and stuff. And then there was also this program. It was like on, I like this accordion of like 10 CDs that had like games and programs and stuff. It was like from a supermarket or something. But one of the CDs was this program called rock rap and roll. And it was like, it was like this dumb music making thing. It had a music making thing for making rock and rap and then reggae. That's not roll. Yeah. It should be called rock, rap, and reggae. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was just amazing. And it, and it would like have all these like pre-made like loops and stuff. And then like these little buttons that you'd press to uh, do like little one, one hit like vocal stabs and stuff. Neat. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I, I need to use the googs and figure out the name of this program but packaged with one of the early uh sound blasters was this uh oh my gosh I, the nostalgia for this is uh, it's just i'm wet with it, it, it <laughs> oh. the, 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 it's something it's some kind of doctor he's a psychiatrist uh-huh. and it's just a voice synthesis things but he's like hello my name is doctor tell me tell me about your problems you know it is of course it'd be like say boobies you know boobies uh-huh I won't say that, Andrew. You know, you know, like, you know a lot of, but it was just so neat and just playing with this, like, I mean, a very terrible, clunky AI, but it's just fascinating. And it's still something that we haven't really gotten down right yet is this, like, conversational, like, bot kind of thing. But yeah, this old school sound blaster thing is just really, really neat. Um, I bet you can find it. There's a huge, like, sound blaster community online. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You can find anything online. I found a fucking browser-based Bionicle adventure game that I played in oh, the early 2000s. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like someone's maintaining it and it's like just this shitty flash plug-in that somehow someone's maintaining all how this about, time. How about Neopets? 
Well, I was going to bring up Neopets because <laughs> my next question is going to be, what was your first experience like with, you know, early dial-up internet? And mine was definitely Neopets. It was going on AOL and going... And then, all right, I'm going to play Neopets for half an hour. And then I just shot my parents' phone bill up, so I guess I got to get off. I can't really remember my first net experiences. It was probably just chat oh, rooms. Man, I remember, I mean, BBSs, like the bulletin boards, there was some very interesting um, kind of role-playing games. Um, very strange, just mostly like text-based. You wouldn't have yeah. any full graphics. Like stuff, MUDs but like, stuff. Yeah, MUDs, like RPGs that went on. Um, but, but like, honestly, and this is going to just make me sound terrible, like as a, you know, 12-year-old or whatever boy, I mean, I was on there. Downloading extremely ASL. low resolution. Oh yeah, booby pics. Like <laughs> waiting, I'll say the word again. And boobies. Waiting like yeah, fifteen minutes as it's like doing scan line by scan yeah, line. And I, I would actually like I, I've printed those things out before. I mean, I I would love to see what they look like. It's like if you were to go into take some you know a picture now and then. <laughs> set, set your like nearest neighbor linear scaling right. scale it down to about 16 by 16 and then, then blow up. it black up that's about what things looked like yeah. and, but it was just it was gosh titillating <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah I bet. I've, I've always thought that you know i used to work as a security professional and um for the most part i believed that you know, trying to control the information that a child can consume will only lead to a brilliant young hacker like you know because right. the, the i'm just that's just a good argument that. for like doing that <laughs> yeah how will yeah. i could be a hacker <laughs> yeah white hat i always wanted to be a hack like that's one of my earliest computer memories is like wanting to be a hacker but mm -hmm. like i had no idea what a hacker was <laughs> so like literally in the um in the school computer lab at my school like i just broke all the computers it was like yeah I'm a hacker. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just went into the BIOS and messed it up. I mean, gosh, the the library at the in the elementary school, whenever their administrator or someone would leave a floppy disk laying around, I would always oh, yeah. eject that thing, take it home, open it up, just see what I could find, yeah. just be exploring it, like, looking for avenues. I never invented any, like, malware as a child and inserted it, but I got yeah. some fun stuff with that. Oh, my God. I took a, I took a basic Pro programming class when, when I was in, in like high school, maybe uh -huh. like tenth grade. This is hilarious. Like, sorry if this is such a uh, a tangent. No, we're here for tangents. So this this teacher, she she hated me because she was also my math math teacher, and you know I could sleep and drool on my desk and not pay attention in class, but the exams were trivial. And, and you know so she had to give me good grades there and then i had this computer science class that i took with her we learned basic and um i like to like prank her and stuff and so i wrote a little basic program that would play uh ode to joy like using the video notes, like, ba, 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 yeah, whatever it is it just programmed that and then i counted the amount of time it would take a for loop to count to sixty four thousand and set a little ode to joy like time bomb app so i knew <laughs> i knew that in, in the, when the, it would take about 10 minutes before the next class would be sitting down class would be getting quiet yet people had been explicitly instructed to not turn on their machines so by just turning off the monitor and leaving the program running in the background i know that my ode to joy played in a glorious fashion at <laughs> the start of our next class so um yeah i was I was a tough kid. Did she ever trace that back to you? 
Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was on my computer. Oh, okay. I mean, it was obviously on my computer. Dude, like comments, the first comments just like made by Andy Pires. <laughs> and, and I'm pretty sure it hours. was a consequence of the uh, the Gorillas game that, that we, it was basically Scorch the Earth, but with uh, Gorilla Sprites throwing uh-huh. bananas at each other on, on buildings. Uh-huh. Like, that's all we would play. But that probably is what where the idea came from to, for me and my buddy in the class to begin <laughs> taking pieces of our lunch meats and banana peels etc and throwing them on top of a shelf in the, in the corner of, of the room <laughs> so that they would decay and, and oh, yes this, that's that's what high school was like yeah i had maybe not the exact same experience but yeah my, <laughs> my computer my ap computer science class was where we were supposed to be learning Java was mostly just us playing slime soccer, slime the, soccer. the the flash game, <laughs> and you just it was just basically two semicircles ramming into each other. It was a two D plane trying to kick a ball over one another to score a goal, and then there was like a flash mode or hectic mode or something, and it just made the sprite of the slime flash different colors. <laughs> so it basically, was this close to inducing a seizure? It was yeah, it was pretty, <laughs> pretty bad. great. Yeah, I didn't learn Java until like college because of that. Andrew, did you ever play? Uh, what is it? It was like um, Lifesavers Golf. Oh God, Light? I don't think so. It was like a flash. When you have David Byers on, <laughs> definitely ask, ask him, him about, about Lifesavers, Lifesavers golf. Mini right. Golf. <laughs> was he the one you were talking about last time? It was like there's yeah. gonna be one guy. Yeah, should be like super into it. Was it David? No, I do. I do remember David and I like talking about it once and then he went online and like found it found it and it's way worse than i remember yeah the, the archival of like online flash games must be like the hardest thing to do yeah because mason was talking to me about hey you remember punkomatic and i was like no <laughs> the fuck's punkomatic and they sent me this old ass Newgrounds link yeah and it was just this punkomatic make your song and it's like three like poorly drawn sprites like one's a guitarist one's a bassist and one's a drummer and they're just like standing there and then basically like a midi setup you would just set up a song and they were just like little samples of like a guitar rift or whatever and i was like (laughs) that's the one thing that like really bugs me about people that are like really adamant adamant about like flash dying and like getting rid of flash completely is that like you don't realize how much of our culture is going to be lost Mm -hmm. when that happens I mean, someone's probably made, like, a converter or something. Like, that Bionicle Adventure game, like, can't be still running on basic Flash, I don't think. Uh, probably, yes. You think so? Probably Shockwave. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Macromedia. (laughs) But, yeah, like, I I totally understand why people don't like Flash, but, I mean, it's... It's the most important thing to have. (laughs) I mean, with with emulation though and stuff, and like VMware and stuff. I mean, if you have a working computer, you can probably load a any vintage operating system. I mean, true or false, and therefore browser. Right, right. Is it? Probably. I don't know. You you one would hope that someone would be making an archive of like virtual machines that like had various right. flash. Well, uh, I mean, nowadays, like with DOS, you have like DOSBox, mm-hmm. but that. But that, that was stuff took was like static. a lot of work to make. Right. Flashbox. Flashbox. <laughs> what are the like Library of Congress like archived games? You've been on there? You've been on their yeah. site and seen their stuff? They've like archive archived like a bunch of like DOS and arcade games. 
And I'm like, sweet, I'm going to check this out. And it's like basically just a white web page with like a box. It's probably like four inches diagonal at the most. It's just like sitting in the middle of this white empty void. I'm like, can we like spruce up this page or something? Like this is not. Get some full screen options. Yeah, just something, man. Like I don't want to be. Archive.org? It might be archive.org. Um, it's something. They do have a lot of those. I was like, this would be really cool <laughs> if I wanted to play these games like this. Like, I, you know, I, I was telling Will before we started that I bought Pokemon Yellow on 3DS. And it's great, except the bottom screen is always lit up like virtual console. Just like no, press home no, button to get to the virtual console. Like, just turn that off. Right. right. Like, I just need the top screen. Just want to play Pokemon without being bothered <laughs> by this nonsense. Yeah, that's that's the one kind of problem I have with a lot of like, like I don't think Nintendo should be in charge of archiving their own games because they do, like first of all, like the, I'll say it again, NES Classic is like twenty years late. Like, yeah, Nintendo, yeah, yeah. you blew it big time. Yeah, they, they blew and it. It's thirty even... games. Like, come on, this is your history. You should be proud of that. You should. You can fit every Nintendo game made game. on like but a CD-ROM. Do they even still have the the rights to re-release well, every one yeah. of those games? That's, that's definitely an interesting not. Thing. Yeah, but they definitely have the rights to more than thirty. Yeah, and then like their selection is not necessarily ideal. But I mean, I think here, I think I posted on Facebook or said this somewhere: is this that the people who care about the quality of these games not being like true to the original right. already know how to emulate oh, yeah. those, oh, yes. those games etc you know so it is a commercial thing for the masses it's very similar to the atari controllers you yeah. saw being at urban outfitters and, you know, in the late 90s even yeah i mean like that was a thing so they're just getting on on a, i don't know this for, for certain but jumping on the bandwagon like riding the pokemon pr through this right. and pushing out these these products they like I, it's still long term that's not where right. Nintendo's going. Did you hear about their stock? What happened? It went back down because oh. all the investors found out that they don't actually have yeah. anything to do with Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, oh crap. <laughs> so they should have wikipedia that. <laughs> we we will be talking about Pokemon Go for, for a long time, but not because of the game Pokemon Go. Just of the, the, inf- the, the influence. It's, it's the, you know, it broke the AR... <laughs> broke iTunes or App Store records too. Yeah, like Apple came out and was like, "Yeah, it's you know, highest downloads." Like it jumped to highest grossing like the day it came out or something like that. That's pretty incredible in the states. But yeah, so I had a I had a topic that I had on my mind that I kind of want to ask you. I don't know uh-huh. if you're part of this group, Andy. I think I think you might be. But Will, just tell me about karaoke. <laughs> Karaoke. <laughs> Tell me about your your love and passion of karaoke. Karaoke is the greatest thing that anybody's ever created. Is karaoke secretly the best game ever? Yeah, I mean it's 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 the greatest. Like, tell them about karaoke hero. Tell them about karaoke hero. Oh, karaoke nightmare. Karaoke nightmare. Yeah, right? karaoke so, nightmare. All right, so karaoke is amazing, right? But you know, we've been we've been going to the same karaoke spot for longer than rva game jams we started going there it was it was my buddy pat kane and i were bored one day and he was like do you want to go to karaoke and i was like yeah and he was living in lakeside at the time and he was like let's go to lakeside there but there's like a bunch of rednecks and we'll 
you know, sing girly songs and make them all hate us or whatever. And so it was, the, it was originally this plan to get beat up by rednecks. Um, <laughs> and uh, we went and we, you know, I don't remember. I, I think I sung like you could, I, I could never be your woman by White Town. Great karaoke song, by the way. And he, I think he sung uh, Son, Son of a Preacher Man and nobody cared and like everybody was really nice and i think the the bar is also kind of like a a, kind of like a richmond like kind of lesbian hangout Mm -hmm. um like babes i don't know i don't think it really is anymore but it it was at the time lakeside yeah and there there are sort of like a twin peaks episode but like a little more dangerous (laughs) yeah it's like it's got the spooky creepy vibe but like Also, someone actually like, has a knife. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah warning. Somebody don't. did the other day. It was <laughs> pretty bad. They they explicitly prohibit turning off the bathroom light when you leave. Oh, and God. that tells a story. <laughs> right, right <there>. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. So I definitely recommend. Uh, <laughs> it's an amazing <laughs> place to sing. No, but, it's, but, but there's a woman who sits there and shakes her tambourine. But yeah. Oh yeah. Back to the world. So many great, so many great regulars. Um. Yeah, that's Kathy. Kathy is an amazing woman. You just know everyone in our view, yeah. don't you? You know my upstairs neighbor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your upstairs neighbor is awesome, dude. <laughs> Best libertarian. Santa Claus libertarian. Bob, nicest libertarian in Richmond. Um, Voted three years in a row. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so eventually, you know, karaoke, you know, like, the the KJ Tony, one of the best KJs in Richmond. The best KJ in Richmond. Tony is smooth. <laughs> <laughs> he he has like a list of songs that he just puts in for me. Like I don't put in songs anymore. You know, like I'm not some kind of plebeian karaoke <laughs> guy. That's like I'm not at that level. You know? I, I have to I have to tell you Tony to what songs I, I want to sing. And yeah, yeah but I get my songs served to me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty. Incredible. So um, Tony you know, makes them special. We have I have a I have a relationship with karaoke, but we're out of the honeymoon phase. I would say yeah. Um, and so Curtis, my buddy Curtis and I, Curtis has been going to karaoke just about as long as I have at the same place. Um, we've started to shake things up a bit with a little game that we've (laughs) dubbed karaoke nightmare. Karaoke nightmare. And so the game consists of rules and punishments. Okay. And the punishments carry carry over week to week. We just add more punishments to the game. And so uh, I'll, I'll try and remember a few of the punishments that are safe for uh, the I can airwaves. go ahead and, 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 and say one. Um, Will was punished and he had to uh, publicly <laughs> decry the Holocaust. <laughs> right, yeah. So they're pretty, they're pretty tough punishments. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I, oh my gosh! There's uh, <laughs> cussing out the old couple that sits at the front. You don't have to cuss them out, but you have to say something like, you know, like "fucking rough crowd tonight." Yeah. You just have to cuss at them, not cuss them out. Uh, there's ordering a side of ketchup. So these basically, <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's just stuff you don't want to do. Um, but okay, but so the, the thing positive. is, the fun part are the rules and the rules change every week and the the thing is is everyone who's playing comes up with a rule and everyone has to follow all the rules okay so, you know if it's just me and curtis it's just two rules to remember 
but if a couple more people get in and it gets more complicated more uh-huh. you know so it scales really well in a funny way um so one of the rules was i came up with this rule it was if you sing a, a single letter whether it be a word or just a letter like usa would be three single letters uh you have to spin around in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I really did it because one of our friends, Alan, a jokester, likes to sing children's songs, which includes the alphabet <laughs> right. song. And so... Uh, I can't believe he didn't fall over from dizziness. It yeah, was, it was great. And another great thing was one of the punishments is everyone else gets to pick one of your songs. So Alan had already screwed up some other point in time. And so we were like, all right, what do you want your punishment to be? And he didn't want to, you know, do any crazy uh, Holocaust denial stuff, <laughs> which, by the way, I do have to say, I, I, I'm not a Holocaust denier. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Holocaust it was, it was, is a real... Have you ever seen me at karaoke? Yeah, I, I, wish, I wish I remembered what you said. It was, it was just hilarious. It was perfect. <laughs> it was just denying it in, the, in like the best way. Something about like... <laughs> the photography I'm not even gonna go there it was uh, just <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so we got to choose Alan's song because he was too 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 big of a wuss to do any of the other punishments and so we picked the alphabet song and he had to spin around a million times Jeez. I've only played karaoke nightmare once um I I guess I don't go often enough um, with with Curtis, um, but it was fantastic. So yeah, there was the rule of the single letter meant you had to to spin, and also oh, an oddly uh, <laughs> themed other one was that anytime a uh, W appeared at a word, you had to pronounce it with a V. So like Weiss is vice and yeah. wonderful, wonderful. Um, I think that that's what the rule was. This is sounding really yeah, weird. This is, this is really mess- <laughs> it was really kind of messed up. And then the final thing was that the last word of the song had to be sung in falsetto. Yeah, whatever the last word of the song was, that word you have to sing it. Be. Falsetto. Yeah, really. For anybody nice. that doesn't know what falsetto means, <laughs> <laughs> dang. So did anyone sing "Walking in a Vitter Wonderland"? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been pretty good. No, but no, it was the op- it was the opposite. It was V's were W's. V's were W's, oh, and that so was really yeah. yeah. And yeah. so that got everybody because there would be a V in the middle of a word. You're just looking for that V at the beginning of a word, mm-hmm. and it would always be in the middle of the word, and it would always get, it got so, everybody. Yeah, so very is like where we where we you know yeah, like, and never never it's it's tough never ever yeah. That's good. It, it was it was a tremendous amount of fun. So yeah, there's all kinds of things you can do with karaoke. So like I've never gone to karaoke. Um, oh, I'm tempted. Dylan. I want to. You should. But like at Lakeside, can you like get a couple songs in? Yeah. For the night. Tony yeah. respects the queue like no other karaoke yeah. DJ I have ever seen. Uh-huh. I mean, he's straight up. I mean, he'll start talking trash if you haven't come back up and like put in another song. Not in a hateful way, just like, you know, uh, Andy's up next if you bring me a song, you know. But he, <laughs> he tries to make sure that he gives everyone a chance to go through on the sing before repeating. Quite often you'll go to a karaoke place and it's like the same, like, 
bachelorette party or something like running up on the stage or whatever like some right, group right. of people like singing these group songs uh, i mean i'm a, i'm okay with a duet here and there but you know i think you know it's really about collective uh inhibition sort of and just yeah. uh-huh. you're not up there it's just not american idol you know it's just go and like you know find your song and sing it it's kind of what you do you should um con- we're, we so we started going wednesdays now every wednesday lakeside karaoke where is lakeside um so if, you, End, if you're if you're it's kind of north side-ish okay but so basically if you're on the boulevard and you just keep going it Go turns, over the bridge you just keep going yeah no no uh north ways so you, like if you turn north off abroad of onto boulevard you'll keep going and it turns into hermitage right and you keep going and you pass 64 well, I said the bridge. I'm at the, I'm at the bridge oh, yeah, next yeah, to yeah, movie yeah, land. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not the not south side. Yeah. So you pass 64 there, and then you keep going, and you pass 95, and then it turns into Lakeside Avenue, and then before, like, basically, if you get to Dumbarton, you've gone too far, and you have to do a U-turn in okay. Lakeside. All right. Taverns right there. Cool. You should come after uh, the Wednesday meetup. That'd be great. It's really bothering me that these corks look like a swastika. So Moment pointed that out when he came <laughs> on. He's like, "This is almost yeah, a swastika." I only, I only bring that up just because we were talking about these horrible like, yeah, things. That, atrocities. Like, none of us are, uh, you know, just making this. Let me make this Fuck abundantly Hitler. clear. Like, yes, like, yeah. I was making a game where you <laughs> killed Nazis. Yes. That was the main Precisely. feature. Precisely. Uh, I was considering adding a level and cleanse the temple where Jesus and the disciples would warp and kick Hitler's ass. Um, that's kind of a <laughs> bonus level. <laughs> the regular Hitler? Are we talking like Mecha Hitler, like Doom yeah, well, style? I don't think it really matters. Okay. I mean, yeah. That is uh, that is really interesting. Ask Jeb Bush. Like, uh, I'm I'm like extremely racist. <laughs> Anti-war. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And so, like, I think it's, I think it's kind of messed up that as a society, in video games, it's just like, oh well, it's okay to kill Nazis, and then, like, let me make this clear again. I don't, <laughs> there's nothing about the Nazi platform that I espouse, but isn't that weird? How we're just like okay with killing Nazis? Well, I mean, I feel like at this point we're just okay with killing anything at yeah, this point in game, non-American. Yeah. In some cases, it's interesting. So, I mean, there was some recent controversy. I can't remember exactly what happens, but I know some games were pulled from the App Store for having um, Confederate Im- imagery. Yeah. And this is, you know, of course, hits right at home here in Richmond, where we have these fools standing in front. Sorry for calling them that, but they, they stand in front <laughs> of the VMFA, our, our Virginia Museum of Fine Arts, which is right. just such a marvelous which, place. Waving and also, these flags. like the history museum's right next door. Like, I, I know. And there's move. a the monument. Come on. Yeah. We got statues of the dudes all over the place. Yeah. But, Why do you have but to they, do they, 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 somehow they don't understand that, like, just that symbol alone is akin to a middle finger um, to a great many folks, whether or not they intend to, to wave that or not. So, like, one. I learned a fact that maybe not a fact. I tend to believe things until someone tells me otherwise. And with (laughs) historical things, you know, this could go in a lot of ways. But I heard that when Richmond was the capital of the Confederacy, they used to race carriages from Maymont um, to... uh, 
the North Side Park, Ginter Park, Ginter Park. Yeah, the boulevard itself was a raceway for carrot stagecoach racing. And what a marvelous video game this would be! <laughs> <laughs> Confederate gentleman style carriage racing. Right. I mean, oh my gosh, you could the the, the, the tongue in cheek opportunities are abound however like if you were to be like accurate whether it is or not and do, were to include some of this confederate imagery it instantly right. becomes offensive right. and that's an interesting thing you know like i'll just leave it there right, right. Well, that's true i mean like it's one of those things where it's like definitely there's a lot of culture in the south mm-hmm. and some might say too much part, yeah <laughs> well some of that culture is like terrible stuff that like we have to be like this is what we did we know it's wrong and some of it is just like riding stage coaches down the boulevard i've but, never met anyone who had a confederate sticker on their bumper that wasn't an asshole i'm right. not saying that they don't <laughs> exist but there's a reason why i have no friends who would put that kind of thing on their window. Right. Right. It's just, they're not my kind of friends, you know, but it's just, I'm not saying they don't it's exist. A it's a weird thing to espouse. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I said, there's so much culture in the South. Why are you going to pick this one part that I, I, I wrote? It's, it, what it is, it's, it's reactionary. Yeah. Same yeah. reason. Well, it's, that's why, that's why a- Trump is, so popular yes, is because yes, he's a reactionary candidate. He gets a rise out of people. Yeah. There's there's an epigram I wrote, and I say it often, that's man with only middle fingers waves hello with caution. <laughs> I like that. That's good. I made a Trump game, too. Yeah. So Twomp this Tower. is Twomp Tower. Yeah, Download still, it now. This- <laughs> Donate. It's amazing. Uh we, I linked to Upsquid in the comments oh, in the last one. Oh yeah, yeah. I played a. I've played more Upsquid now than I've played Downwell. <laughs> <laughs> I think I enjoy Upsquid more. Yeah, it's it's, it's a fantastic. zone out game. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but but in a good way. Um, and I can I like your color palettes more than the ones in Downwell. Oh, thank you. Downwell. They're, well, they're they're it, they're, they're iterating by, by yeah. on Downwell. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what about these Nazis, man? I don't know, yeah. man. Yeah. I sent Trump after. That's the thing oh is like, gosh. and if you want to be edgy, you make them Russian, right? Yeah. Like it's also it's okay to kill Russians. Like I don't, I don't get it. I think, I think that Nazi soldiers, despite being war criminals, I think you can be both a war criminal and a victim. And I think that. Putting these fellows at, to war for these crazy beliefs—that's that's victimizing people. Include it's victimizing the soldiers and the people that they're fighting against. Wow, that's why it's okay to kill Hitler. By the way, I just don't know if it's okay to kill Nazis. I I wonder. All right, in, I'm with you. <laughs> in China, do they have the same kind of cultural divides when they read like the romance of the three kingdoms and right. they play like the dynasty warriors games where you have like oh, yeah. different eras and like, you know, he had massive civil wars, right. Sometimes five, five and seven and eight different like tribes and stuff. Like it's just kind yeah. of insanity, but do they have those roots and those, those flags and what flags that they wave? I mean, right. I don't know. Also what's weird is like, 
a Japanese company makes the Dynasty Wars game. Uh-huh. There's a lot of bad history between Japan and China. Japan caused a lot of war crimes in China. Yeah. Or just Japan and most of mainland Asia, right. I'd say. So wouldn't it be weird if, like, I don't know, like some, some, uh, I don't know, like German or Russian team made like some weird American history game. It, it would be kind of weird, like but I kind of want right. it to happen. I, I mean, I kind of yeah. want that that to happen. Well, I, I mean, mean, and you'd probably glean a lot of interesting information about yeah. it because, like, no matter who you are in America, you have some feelings that would skew your perspective on the Civil War. But like, if an alien made a Civil War game, like, what would it be like? Who knows? Whoa. Put to the test. Yeah. Let's hire some aliens. <laughs> yeah. Have them give us a design doc. <laughs> God's like- <laughs> generals too. What if, what if, you know, remember, you guys see Contact, the movie, the oh. film Contact? Yeah. Great movie. Love it. Great Absolutely movie. love it. What if we got like Contact from Aliens and it's like that same like three dimensional, like hyper tech, like crazy thing. And it's just like a design document for like an MMO. And we have to like, as a species, be like, is this your first game? I don't know if you want to be doing an MMO. <laughs> That's a lot of resources, right. you know, in the market. The market's going to change before you get this thing done. And like, judging by the way you've communicated this to us, like, I don't think you guys can handle networking very well. Like, I don't How many shards are you going to have? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, just cultural things. And especially, Andy, like what you were saying before, like with the App Store. Like, because, I mean, there have been other games, like, talking about, like, the Syrian Civil War and things Mm -hmm. like that that have been pulled from the App Store and, like, Apple's staunch opinion that games aren't, like, shouldn't have opinions or, like, aren't the same kind of creative works of art as books or movies or music. Yeah, you're right. I mean, does the same censorship exist in podcasts or in, uh, you right. know, in I books? I guess we'll see. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll <laughs> Nature boy. <Woo. laughs> Sorry. I've got, yeah. got one wooing. Also, though, another weird thing is like when, when people complain about Apple censorship or something, or, you know, this is extremely prevalent in the current alternate alternative right wing where everyone's being censored the alt-right right like the recently milo whatever his last name is uh-huh i don't know but banned off of twitter he was one of the guys that kind of jumped on the gamer game bandwagon blah, blah, blah. and then his latest thing was that he was kind of inciting like hate towards leslie jones right for being in the ghostbusters he's movie. he's just like kind of like a, like a professional jerk, but is he allowed to be a jerk Right. And mm. the thing is, is he's allowed to be a jerk, but is it censorship for a private company to exclude you from their no, private no, forum? No, shirt, uh, no shoes, no service. You're allowed so. to make yeah. that I mean, decision, I, I believe. That's totally not censorship. Especially if it causes harm to their other customers. Like, mm-hmm. right. they're, you know, needs of the many, not needs of the one. Right. So. The same thing goes with public bathrooms, right? I mean, gosh. Shouldn't the rule be don't like act like an asshole in the bathroom? Right. And it goes from man, <laughs> yeah, man or woman, child, and yeah. just don't like an act like a jerk and like, in the bathroom. Uh, a lot of people get upset whenever uh, Anita Sarkeesian makes a video. Yeah. Because she's saying, like, you know, maybe you should take another look at what you're making, make sure that you're not using these tropes to kind of like you know, it's 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 just bad news if you're doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's that's not really censorship. Or even consumers demanding some, like consumers saying, like we don't like this the way this bikini looks or something, and you change it. That's not censorship. 
it's weird the way that censorship has kind of become like a word that we use all the time, but we don't really. I, I mean, it's the same. I don't as think if, that word means what you think it means. Right. It's like when people are like, when people tell me like, oh, you should have more, you know, you should have more ships in Redshift, Blue Shift. I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. We're not going to do it. I mean, come it's on. censorship. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely not censorship or any kind of like, they're right. not demanding. Like we still have the, the impetus to do it or not. Yeah, it's weird. Kind of like, how do you handle people's feedback and then people's opinions and things like that? I mean, I still feel like that's a thing that the internet hasn't figured out. Like, going even back to, like, comments on just web pages. Because, like, one of the first times I read a lot of web comics as a, you know, in high school and stuff. Right. I'll say that. And I remember, um, and I would listen to podcasts from people like Scott Kurtz, Chris Straub. Like, they made a podcast talking about cartooning and things they do. And they would talk about what a shit show the comment section was right. on like on their pages. And like hearing that at a relatively young age, like in high school, it kind of turned me on to the opinion like you need to make a venue for people to have their opinions, you know, offensive or not, but right. you can't make it the front page. <laughs> That's um, pretty smart. <laughs> and it's just like, and there was a point where like the Verge turned off their comment section. Like we're turning off comments for a while because right. I feel like the debates going on in our comment sections on our news articles aren't conducive to intellectual censorship. Yeah. But it's like, you know, sometimes like comments just turn into like, okay, who can be the funniest person? Right. Or who can be the most offensive person? And it's like, all right, you got internet person of the day. How come no one's implemented this yet? Like a annotated reader view. Right. So you're like reading a book or article and you can actually put in a star as a symbol <laughs> that, that is a comment specifically. Right. Because then it requires that you're actually reading the article. So, so uh, like if you true, look at yeah. a SoundCloud, um, yeah, they you annotate can, at yeah. Like points. I think I saw a live Facebook video too where people could even come in and like at different comments and right. stuff like that. And like, and YouTube wow, does that. Why not? So better than tacking it all on and at the end it on with images media and too. insect. So, and that could be a filter that you could turn on and off and then even filter out other users that you found offensive or didn't want to see their comments anymore. You right. could, you could turn off the troll right. and yeah. still have a valid, like kind of comment system. Um, and, and also I love the idea of any kind of social media structure that allows people to connect because they have had uh, communication or, or interested in something rather than like physical appearance or I physically know you i did little quotes right because right. you can't yeah, see yeah. them the finger um, quotes yeah yeah but, you know, i don't know so yeah so live annotated like comment reading something mm-hmm. i don't know yeah that'd be pretty blah, interesting blah, blah, blah. um i know kindle does something similar to that it's not a- annotations but it's like uh hi- highlight because mm-hmm. you can highlight words and sentences and passages in kindle you can turn on features like most common highlights um, and yeah, it'll just yeah. highlight sections for you, but there's no commentary. It's just the highlighted section. I love it when I get a library book that has somebody's like underlinings in it. Like if they don't distract me too much, I right. love just thinking about what this person might have been like oh, so yeah. interested in there. Um, yeah, well, that's why you should always buy secondhand Bibles. Ah, those always have books do the carry most... their experiences with them. Yeah, you know, it's one of the cool things about them. Yeah. Will, do you ever find, like, the comment section on, like, the Steam page for Redshift, Blue Shift conductive to anything, like, as, like, feedback? Or- on Steam, we, we have a pretty, really, everybody, everybody seems to like the game on Steam. Um, for me personally, I think 
you know, the first games I put out were on Newgrounds. Mm-hmm. And Newgrounds, I got to say, is like the 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 staff at Newgrounds are some of the nicest people on the planet. And a lot of the creators on Newgrounds are some of the nicest people on the planet. But but some of the users on Newgrounds are not the nicest people on the planet. Yeah. And so I think it, 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 at an at an early age in my game development life, which is still pretty infantile, I uh, I developed a thick skin from that. Yeah, and I think it's I, I don't think it's a bad idea to do so. Like I think a lot of people, it, it's criticism is really hard to take, and with games, it's everybody has massive criticisms for everything, and it's really it's it's useful to get criticism but you know sometimes criticism is just like vulgarities or whatever and when that happens uh it's useful to have the training to just be like oh this person is saying literally nothing except for like they don't like something about my game or something about me Mm -hmm. and they don't want to uh, expand on that in any other way than just like calling me a dumbass or saying my game's a piece of shit or like they're tired of these pixel art pieces of shit games. <laughs> well, the, at least they're talking about it, right? Right. Yeah. On, on, honestly, <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, like you, they, you can look at it that way, but I don't know. I think I learned, uh, I tried to learn anyways pretty quickly. I'm sure that like was, it wasn't always good at it, but they tried to just put you putting out positive messages and responses whatever you're kind of responding to or anything and just make sure that you're like saying something positive because it's it's really easy to look like an asshole on the Mm -hmm. internet it's also and it kind of like disarms people who are like trying to be mean right sometimes they just don't expect that and it's like what yeah (laughs) well thanks i guess (laughs) yeah it's it's really crazy Mm -hmm. so you guys been playing anything Andy, let's start with you because I haven't been, I haven't yeah. talked to you in 24 hours. <laughs> well, so I mean, it was all the talk of the um, the uh, the Tetris trilogy coming back. I mean, I have been going back and trying to play more a little more Tetris again, but it's just so heartbreaking to play the fucking piss poor Ubisoft um, Tetris Ultimate on uh, PlayStation. It's just really makes me so sad the way the multiplayer is like so broken in it um but on the complete other side of the spectrum i've been playing uh, overwatch oh yeah because it is so fun yeah. it's just so fun i love all the different like styles of characters and and how it's it's effectively a real-time strategy slash shooter um which i just have tons and tons of fun with you know who's your go-to character um, symmetra Remind me who she is. I she's I the, she's the ones that builds the portals. She's not very powerful, but she she can come in at clutch moments and okay. completely change the tide. So like, she's a support. Yeah, um, I set up um, stationary, low powered turrets in different areas of the map at control points and stuff, and then I can bring in the teleport, which can completely shift the tide of the battle very quickly. Cool. Um, she's my favorite, and then I like uh, Reinhardt. Yeah, the big the big dude with the yeah. shield could roar. Uh-huh. I mean, he's just He's just super fun, but that's that's my style. I, I, yeah, or Lucio. I play support because no one else does. Plus, it's just, <laughs> it's just fun, fun. Have you tried out Anna yet? I haven't. I got the update with her, and I did the brawl with her in it, but I haven't been actually playing this week. But um, pretty cool. Pretty cool concept. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't touched it yet. 
Will, have you touched Overwatch at all? I just watched Andy play for like an hour or so. Yeah. It seemed it like something really to be crazy. Into. I yeah. mean, I'm not, I'm not really good at shooters. So like big competitive multiplayer shooters are like just an opportunity for me to let other people down. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it looked really fascinating. It played, I mean, it looked like it played like a, like a, um, RTS game. But it's all crazy and shootery, and it's like also super cartoony, which I think is a really good thing. Is that like a lot of people are kind of realizing that like even super serious stuff can be kind of cartoony. Like I would love, I would love for like Nintendo to let FromSoft borrow one of their IPs. I mean, the obvious oh is like a, a FromSoft Zelda. I would just kill for murder. I would murder Nazis <laughs> for that. <laughs> but like, imagine how cool like a FromSoft like treasure tracker would be or like I, I think i talked to david about this once uh, uh from from soft or just like some kind of like action adventure shy guy game wow that'd be cool that'd that, be so that cool could, that could be neat i still want my waluigi game i'm still waiting <laughs> on like because i mean because you <laughs> waluigi's penthouse oh. <laughs> it's like tamadachi life but waluigi skin well that's the thing it's like you know mario Ma- you know Mario games, you know, have their thing, the platformers, and then Luigi is kind of Luigi Mansion, yeah. and then Wario is WarioWare. Like, what would right. Waluigi's I've style be? Waluigi is just like <laughs> Waluigi is just like trolling people on yeah. Twitter. I feel like would be. I love Waluigi. It's a dating sim. Yeah, Waluigi dating sim. <laughs> yeah, God. man. I see him kind of like the leisure suit Larry of the the Mario yeah. character instead of way. He's just he's just. I like. Waluigi. I really love Wario. I feel like Wario is like the. Yeah, Warriors. Mario for nihilist adults. Is <laughs> <laughs> this just what I'm going to become? Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. eating heads of garlic. Jaded nihilist adult. Uh, all this talk is reminding me too that I, you know I've been playing the remastered version of uh, Valkyria Chronicles on yeah. uh, PS4 because they finally added trophy support, and regrettably, it is the cheap kind of trophy support, the kind that's not actually implemented in gameplay, but during certain like control events, like oh, yeah. like you go to the the palace and you were already getting these rewards they were easy they managed to tack in like uh you get a trophy there and those things but it's interesting that the um the you know the cell shaded the art style of it doesn't necessarily even like look better in high res it like kind of looked better on uh playstation 3 i think that's also like a big plus to making cartoony games yeah exactly exactly like Jet Set Radio, I think is always going to be like I the most beautiful that this game. morning for some reason. Jet or Set Radio, um, like Wind Waker. No, nah, like. no, that's trash cell shading <laughs> compared to Jet Set Radio Future. That's fair. It yeah, still it, looks good though. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not a fan of like I still I I stick by my opinion that Breath of the Wild is like one step shy of like having too much bloom lighting. Mm-hmm. Like it just seems like just everything seems super reflective and it's just like kind of blows out all the color right and everything and i'm just not a fan of that kind of shell shading yeah well you've been playing anything (laughs) (laughs) i can't even remember what's happened since we last when did we last talk was it really yesterday yeah it was yesterday god it was like two it was like this two o'clock that's crazy i feel like it's been at least five days I've, i've become addicted to your podcast oh yeah yeah excellent I think I just, you know, I, I, uh, I'll, sh- I'll throw out a, a shout out to Ace Sprite. I've been playing with that recently. <laughs> More Ace Sprite playing? Yeah. Go to a, Will's Twitch channel. Right. 
<laughs> live stream a sprite live playing. stream clutched a sprite uh yeah that's a great it's a great pixel editing tool it's definitely uh as far as i'm concerned the greatest tool for pixel art animations really um, i like it um if it if it had better tile set editing it would be just like hands down the best pixel art making I, I've software been using pixel edit Right, that's which, that's which probably my is, second favorite, which I think is pretty awesome because it's tiling support. Yeah, is, I think Pixel Edit's tiling stuff blows a sprite out of the water. But uh, but a sprite for individual things mm-hmm. is the joint. Yeah, and, I feel like a yeah. sprite. It's their developers are pretty on um, pretty have a rapid clip of updating. Yeah, it. yeah, and cool. and I think tile set stuff is coming from what they say. Sweet, maybe in another in a next major update. I think. But yeah, aside from that, I haven't done anything. Just working on whatever you're working on right now. Yeah. Can't can't disclose. Can't disclose quite yet. Okay. Got my, the first build of the first prototype going. Gotta say, pretty psyched. We'll Sweet. see. Cool. Yeah, and all I've been playing since yesterday is I bought Pokemon Yellow this morning. Because I was like... You bought what? I'm sorry. Pokemon Yellow. Oh, okay, that's right. 3DS. So that's the that's like the third yeah. Pokemon game? Yeah, because, you know, they haven't been doing it for a while, but yeah, they used to do like the pair. Yeah. And then they would do the third one that was like, like the previous ones, but different. Right. Um, Like Crystal was the gold and silver third cartridge, but Crystal, the whole thing was like you're hunting Suicune. It was a whole huh. side quest about hunting Suicune and stuff. Um, and then, That sounds vulgar. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta give me a sweet coon. Don't give me that sweet peachy coon. <laughs> um, and then, like, Ruby and Sapphire, the third one was uh, Emerald. And it was all about, like, Ray Kriaza or whatever the legendary was for that. But Yellow was all about the anime. Uh, so You re- play as Ash? Well, you... Catch him? Kind of. You still play as the regular player from Red and Blue. Right. But what they do in Yellow is that... Because you start Red and Blue, you know, you're, you pick one of the main starters right it's Bulbasaur mm. uh, Bulbasaur Squirtle or Charizard or Charmander or I don't know um yeah, I'm sure you, fire fire <laughs> grass and water that's how they always start okay and then what they did for grass yeah is grass an element in Pokemon mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> how about just bananas or something come on they now have a fairy type oh yeah I know they just some added. people that are really psyched about that yeah did you see the 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 Pikachu ghost no. Pokemon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, Mewtwo. Pretty, that's, that's actually like the first Pokemon design I've seen since like Pokemon 1 came out where I was like, that's pretty Don't cool. Don't they have like a Band-Aid Pokemon? They have a ridiculous ice stuff. cream. They have like oh, an geez. AM radio Pokemon that's super <laughs> that's <kinda> racist. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. What? <laughs> the ghost thing? They have a Confederate I know, Pokemon. They have a Nazi Pokemon. Right. I actually had a uh, conversation with a coworker earlier this morning just about um, Pokemon and licensing, licensing, and he explained to me that there's a uh, a fan art site of like oak open Pokemon stuff. Really? So uh-huh. you can use like you can use Pokemon without using the IP because it's all fan created like one offs of the Pokemon's, and that's how you can legally make a Pokédex. You know, an index mm. of Pokemon using that art is by using the open source like fan art, which is I was like, dang, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, so Yellow came out um, as like a response to all the U.S. kids like really liking the anime, but they played red and blue. Right. And, like the sprite work in this looks like shit. Like th- that's not what Blastoise looks like in the game. Like <laughs> they went and uh, like okay. redid all, like all the sprites for all the wow. Pokemon. Um, 
And then instead of getting like one of the usual starters, you get a Pikachu. And the Pikachu walks behind you in the game. So oh, that's pretty cute. Pikachu is ever in your party. It's your sprite walking around and Pikachu walking immediately behind you. And then you talk to him and he has like different moods. Like depending Is the on- third version kind of like the game of the year version? It kind of. It's like just kind of like this is the game but different. Okay. Like we're putting in different features. Like there's still stuff like you can't get in yellow. Like they're like because Pokemon like really deals in exclusives to each version. Yeah. So you have to go trade with friends who have the other version. Um, I really and, like that. That it's like not exclusive in the sense that like we want you to buy both games. Right. But it's like you want you to it's utilize only, this function that like hardly any other games utilize. Yeah. Because they only have like five Pokemon that are like exclusive to, right. to each other. But then they also implement like Jesse and James from the anime, the team team rocket because in the earlier ones you're just fighting is that like the hot lady yeah it's the lady with the huge hair yeah huge purplish hair and the um, weird shirts yeah uh i know so much about pokemon i've never played a single pokemon you game. never played pokemon and you I should play one so pokemon. much about pokemon play one pokemon i would recommend yellow crystal or ruby okay is the one to play i probably won't come on go ahead it's really daunting like come on. collecting them all you'll have to collect them all really you're just battling it's just a turn-based can game. you go through can you go through with one pokemon you can try um <laughs> i don't think you will succeed there are like hardcore runs uh-huh. like polygon's doing like a video series now where there's i forget what the runs called but they're like special kinds of runs where they add extra rules mm-hmm. so if a pokemon faints you have to permanently delete it right permadeath pokemon yeah and things like that and it's crazy See, I might be more interested in doing yeah, that. Pretty cool. Is there a level cap? Uh, I think there's a hard cap of a hundred. So, like, if I level. just had like a Pikachu or whatever and leveled up to like level hundred, like you can't, you wouldn't be able to. Well, you could be able to beat everything depending on what moves you use because all the moves have types right. associated with them. So, like, there are some. So, Pokemon are weak against certain types, strong against certain types. So if you have a Pikachu, but all he knows is electric type moves, and you go fight an Onix or Geodude that's ground based, dumb you mistake. Won't. <laughs> it you literally won't do any damage to it. Really? Yeah, because it says that move doesn't work. That move's not effective against this Pokemon. But when you, it, it's not like a punishment. It's just like it doesn't work at all. It just doesn't work. Like you use that turn to try to use the move, and it says that move. Can you teach your Pokemon like different? So each Pokemon has like specific moves that they learn as they level uh-huh. up. So each move is tied to a certain level. Uh-huh. So when they get to a certain level, and then they're called, then there are TMs, which are technical machines or technique machines that you can use. They're one-time use items that teach a specific mood move to uh, a Pokemon. Okay. But only certain Pokemon can learn certain moves. It's kind of like Materia. Yeah. Never played Final Fantasy. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I've only played one. So, but yeah, and then. The, <laughs> So yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of nuance to it. Um, I don't know. Give it a try. Do you like RPGs at all? Uh, do sometimes. Like, do you like turn-based RPGs at all? Yeah, sometimes. Like what? Uh, Final Fantasy twelve. Excellent. No, <laughs> <laughs> I actually really do like Final Fantasy twelve. But um, I don't know. I played Final Fantasy four. That was probably one of my favorite mm-hmm. turn-based RPGs. I have no connection to this NES Final Fantasy, so. Pretty good. That's why here. My first like hardcore RPGs were the Might and Magics. Oh yeah, those were just like crazy. What crazy was cool. originally on uh, PCs? Okay. Um, 
it's just this this, you know the interface if you see it it looks kind of like shadow gate yeah shadow gate Uh um where it's just like square like three-dimensional but like 2d sprites and then you move forward like on a grid like on a map and then the monster sprites like scale as they get closer and stuff and you have like four like faces that are your party and races and stuff and they have like cool funny expressions it's really where like the doom and the doom guy came from and all that where was the um i mean what was that game that was kind of recent legend of grimrock yeah 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 you heard that game um no it's It's very similar it looks like might magic but it's like 3d rendered and stuff yeah I think because when you attack, when you like get into a battle, does it keep you to that square? Or- you can, no, you can move backwards okay. as long as you have active people. But then, it, so there's like an action point system going on in the background that right. allow the monster to move or you to move. Right. So now thinking about it, gosh, combining mashing that up with something like Infinity Blade and using like the touch controls and stuff, wow, that'd mm-hmm. be pretty sick. But check check out Legend of Grimrock because I've heard I've heard excellent, really good things about that, and they made I've never a sequel. It, but yeah, so. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for us. Thank uh, you for having us. No problem. Thank you for being on. Dylan, Five greatest rappers. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Spit hot fire. (laughs) I still want to get Lauren on. Yeah, Um, she she definitely wants to be on. And I want to get David on. So maybe we'll do a roundtable with those two. That'd be an interesting roundtable. And I'll have David talk about, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Turf Masters. Lightsabers Turf Masters. Is that what it's called? No. You're mixing up two different golf games, Dylan. Oh, shit. <laughs> Dylan? Lifesavers mini golf. And then if you want to bring up Neo Geo Turf Masters. Neo Geo Turf Masters. Turf. <laughs> so, so talking points for David, Turf Masters, and talking heads. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, Andy. Speaking of which, oh, yeah. uh, also, you could bring up that David is excellent at any David Byrne karaoke. This is truth. Yeah. Was, this was, is truth. Who's David Byrne? Talking Heads. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. He's front man? Yeah. Talking Heads? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Big coat. And he's really big on like streaming and stuff too. Like he does, he streams yeah, he's a lot. He's streaming Jeff. a lot. Yeah. Uncade. You can look him up Uncade on Twitch. It's fun to watch him. All right. Thanks, guys. Cool being Thank you. On. It's always fun. <laughs>